0: Feral Audio
1: Hey PYHG listeners, Cameron here I just want to remind you once again that Rhea and I are going on a big fall tour and you can see us in Seattle, Portland, San Francisco San Diego, Phoenix, Dallas Austin, Houston, New Orleans, Atlanta Carborough, North Carolina Philadelphia Washington, D.C., Brooklyn, Cleveland, Pontiac, Michigan, Minneapolis, Chicago, Madison, Portland, Maine, Boston, Providence, Rhode Island, or Denver. Thank you guys so much for all of your support for not just Put Your Hands Together, but for my new podcast, Query, that's Q-U-E-E-R-Y, which is also on Feral and which has been going really well. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, it's a 60-minute conversations with lgbtq luminaries i am having the best time doing it uh we've had stephanie beatrice from brooklyn 99 and casey lye who you've heard on this podcast hilarious stand-up comic jill soloway who created Transparent. and we've got awesome guests coming up so thank you so much tickets for our tour you can find them at cameronesposito.com or reabutcher.com. enjoy today's episode
0: put your hands together put your hands together Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your, up, hands, together. Put to your hands together. What's up, everybody?
2: coming to Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Please yourself. let put your hands together for Get your
0: hosts. To to you hands hands Rhea put your hands together. Get ready to Put Your hands together.
1: Put your hands together. Hello. Let's hear it for Rhea Butcher, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, there's a bunch of awesome comics here tonight. They're back there. It's a Tuesday, and we made it through that heat wave that almost killed us all. That was awful. The city burned up. Yes, it did. What are you doing back there? What do you mean? I'm Come hanging up. out. All right. Oh. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? Oh, uh, I feel relaxed. What? Yeah. <laughs> You're never relaxed. I know. Marcella backstage, who's on the show, kind of yeah. yelled at me and thought I was on drugs. Yeah. Because I was smiling. <laughs> My shoulders were loose and floppy. Chill. Yeah, that's... Yeah, not you at all. I know. I don't know what's happening. Oh, do you know what it probably is? What is it? The Induna Menzel playlist that I listened to oh. while I was showering.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Because I got it all out. She made me feel like I could defy gravity. Uh Uh-huh. And
3: be a witch. She could also maybe, I don't know, let it go. I don't know. That's right.
1: (laughs) I'm so proud of you that you know those two songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you think I am? John Travolta? (laughs) Jesus. Well, kind of because you don't like the music that I like, which is show tunes. I think John Travolta likes show tunes. That's a really good point. And also... Um... Yeah, no, he probably does like show tunes. <laughs> yeah. He probably likes I think so. show tunes from even one movie called Grease. Grease, even. yeah.
0: Do
1: you know where that's filmed just down the street? Yeah, it is just down the street. Mm-hmm. The end yeah. scene where they fly away in the car just down the street. What's the name of that John high school? John Marshall High School. Yep, that's where it's filmed. <laughs> <laughs> she married an IMDb. <laughs> go to a party over the weekend? You know. stupid idiot. I will hmm. say <laughs> that it's so annoying. I... How are you doing, Ria? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Pretty good. <clears throat> I, am, I made us a new friend. Yeah, you did. And we got invited to a party at that person's house. Uh-huh. And they were playing games. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they were playing games. They were playing games and... Please
0: you've
3: been playing a lot of jewel lately too so I haven't I'm jewel. A jewel You jewel my was... life is hell <laughs> what I'm just kidding it's, are you kidding me it totally she evens writes out poetry all the baseball she married a cowboy what yeah she did who jewel no the cow- who's the cowboy
1: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know who he is she just married a cowboy or a race car driver. One of those. <laughs> I think you're confusing this with romance novels. No, Rhea, listen. Straight up, would I lie to you about the only person whose songs I know how to play on the guitar? <laughs> Probably not. Yep, I wouldn't.
3: All right, so we were at somebody's house. Did I ever tell
1: them you get... about when I got burgled?
0: <laughs>
3: you want to save that for later when you're just out here by yourself? No. <laughs>
1: No, no, Rio. Can we kick this burgle can down the road? No, and keep talking about the game? because they stole one of my guitars, as you know. Wait, you had multiple guitars? Yeah, I had the acoustic guitar that my high school boyfriend got me, and I got the I had the electric guitar that I got when I broke my knee. <laughs> my parents were sad,
0: and so they, they thought got
1: you an I could learn how to guitar. play guitar. Uh huh, and I didn't. <laughs> But, but I had it, it and yeah. I had it in my apartment. Somebody broke into my apartment. They took my iPod and my your electric laptop. guitar and my laptop. But my apartment was really messy. There was underwear all over the place. Yeah. Also, if
3: I, if memory serves, um, you had decided to uh, accent your walls with just empty picture frames? Stop
0: telling
1: my jokes!
3: <laughs> and so when the cops came in to print the joint they were like your ipad laptop and guitar have been stolen and these paintings
0: <laughs> that's
4: what i know all i, I missed a beat missed i skipped over stuff. it i'm very
3: tired I, no i understand but they don't know yes about officer the... the laptop and ipad have been stolen but the art remains it's in
1: your mind. This is weird. We this do is, stand up together why, a lot. Why is, what is happening? I'm trying why to Why is the greatest hits show happening? It's more like karaoke. Uh cameo Oh, no! <sighs> so, anyway. Yeah. No, I did, but they don't know the other best detail, which is Yeah, the underwear part. I that's... was really, I had a messy apartment uh-huh. that day and underwear all over the place and I had seen in a lot of law and order so sure. I knew you don't touch the crime scene so I called the cops and they came over and they were like oh my god they tore the place up I just always imagine them just
3: like wading through underwear trying to get through and your and I was like
1: no this is I did this I left it so you could dust it for fingerprints And they were like, "You can't dust soft things." Mm -hmm. So then I was just sitting with my mom, who had come over, Mm -hmm. and a police officer, Mm -hmm. surrounded by my own used underwear. (laughs) Yeah, horrible. Sounds about right. A terrible experience. (laughs) Yeah. Not the weirdest. Not the weirdest thing that's happened regarding my mom and underwear. Uh, Oh boy. Oh, I know it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because we both, you guys, you don't know this. Rhea and I sometimes are in direct competition for, <laughs> with each other. And we both taped. We both auditioned for a part on Orange is the New Black. Uh-huh. Against each other. Against each other. And I was out of town. Yeah. You. I was here. We're here. Yeah. But
3: both of our moms were with us for no, some reason? I just had no one to run the lines
1: with. <gasps> Did she do it on the phone? Yeah. I oh, had to run God, the lines the over the phone. Oh my God, that's the cutest thing I ever heard in my life.
3: Because I literally had no one to, run. I had somebody to come over and tape it with me, but only at a particular time. And so uh-huh. I needed to run the lines to, to not be yep. coming into it super cold, you know, uh-huh. to really feel the room.
1: Yes. <laughs> like, but the like I know what I'm scene doing. that we were running and I ran it in person with my mom in mm-hmm. Madison, Wisconsin yeah. in a hotel room because she was up there seeing me do up. Uh, and the scene that we were running was about lingerie uh-huh. and whether or not it sexually is fulfilling to us. Yeah. And those are, st- I just did a scene with my mom, back and forth about whether or not lingerie works for us, uh-huh. back and forth for two hours. Just forever. And you know what's a weird side part of mm-hmm. this story? What's that? Um, that I think Rhea and I both just like narrowly missed getting oh, this yeah, part. Oh, just- yeah. We just missed it. We like oh my god, missed it. They loved us in the room. It was so close. Really, so close because they were like "Mm, just uh, a couple. Just just a couple weeks after it came out that this part that we had both been auditioning for went to Ruby Rose, (laughs) which is the funniest fucking thing in the world. What I'm saying is I'm glad I spent my time on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Definitely. Like I feel like we both had a shot. You a, know what I'm saying? Like a like a real yeah. shot.
3: I was just like the parsley next to Ruby Rose's steak. Like, hi, hey, mm. not me. You don't want me. You want that. You want that.
1: I knew that was so funny. I was the toast we were to both her so avocado. Fucking just like amped Thanks, about it. We were both like this. we were like negotiating with each other. If you get it, won't be mad. <laughs> it's good for both of us so you have to go to New York for a while it's to film fine. it You'll who have cares I like New York I'll come out I'll bring Murph like whatever
3: <laughs> it also like the part oh I went to an Australian you... DJ model yeah okay Australian <laughs> DJ alien yeah uh, it also like the it's like <laughs> topless nudity and so I was like ooh I don't know I'm definitely not doing that
1: <laughs> and I was like I'll be so good they'll let me wear a bra <laughs>
0: right
3: <laughs> like I was ever gonna be even in it but then if you watch the thing she's just like fully nude she's
1: so nude she's she goes like this in the first scene when on. you meet her she goes hey <laughs> sup nothing no nothing. clothes so nude. that means they were
3: like so this is gonna be topless and she was like can I just do nothing <laughs> and I don't like, think that's how she yes. talks
1: she's probably like can I'm... I just do nothing <laughs> that's awful
3: just do nothing, right? What the <laughs> hell? That was a terrible. But
0: <laughs>
3: I was an Australian chimney sweep.
0: I know what
1: you are. I know what you were. What they were we talking about? Chimneys in Australia, about? right? <laughs> Rio, what were we talking about? Before all this? Fuck. Oh, games at somebody's house. Ah. Yeah this stupid idiot. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is that I made a new friend for both of us and brought (laughs) Rhea to this person's house for a small party. And when we got there, they are playing a game Um, about movies
3: where you have to... Well, now you're going to blow up their personal game. No,
1: no, no. I'm not going to describe it. (laughs) All the way. (laughs) (laughs) But you have to know details about movies and then you have to know their titles. Yeah, you have to describe it for them to understand. (laughs) No, it's fine. I came in like a hot shot. Oh, hey, great to meet you. I'm Cameron. I did my classic lean away from somebody. Hey.
3: (laughs) See, I'm the opposite. I like to lean in. Hey. Oh. oh, oh. (laughs) Put a little leg up in the back.
1: I almost kissed you. You would have been so mad. I would have been. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I was glad handing everybody at the party. What does that mean? What are you running for president? What the shit? And then they were like, we're playing this game about movies. Fucking stupid Rhea Butcher got literally everything. So much that like strangers at the party were, were like, oh, Rhea will know. Like they like learned her name. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, not the reason that, like, not the host of the party. Like people that were visiting from Tennessee. They don't have to learn your name, you're never gonna see them again.
3: You seem very upset about this. Well,
1: it's hard to compete. Mm. Then we had to play that game that Ellen invented.
4: <laughs> Heads you, up
1: where you put the Heads phone up. on your head and mm-hmm. you guess things. Heads up. Yes. Mm-hmm. You knew a lot of things. I did, yeah. I couldn't even get What are you talking about, what Willis? You-
3: Wow. You didn't even get it there. What are you talking about, Willis? Mm, pardon me, Willis, but what are you talking about right now?
1: I updated it. I and
3: understand. I made it
1: not racially offensive for me to say.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I helped you out because you, nobody else at the party was, they were like, sitcom, 70s. Gah! Like they do not know what to say. I was like, "What is the Sears Tower called now?" Willis Tower. I'm like, what okay. you talking about, Willis? Bing. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm good at this shit. They don't know that, but you do. Yeah. Anyway, um, what else happened? I went
1: to a pool. You were at your baseball game. I was. Yeah, winning I was playing the game. Baseball in a hundred degree heat. And I went Great to plan. our friends' pool. Just the two of us swam around. And I will say that this is a weird part about living in Los Angeles. I don't know how many of you live here or who's visiting, but I will say, when I moved here, I did not think that I was going to have to like do a lot of personal work around seeing my friends in their bathing suits and having my friends see me in a bathing suit. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? I feel like in Chicago, yeah, which I know. Is what where you mean, I'm I can't from. Can't
3: swim, so it's just like not a thing that no. I thought I, I was like great. I'm moving to Los Angeles. Never gonna have to swim. I
1: only know what my friends look like in a shirt Like that's. Yeah. <laughs> What I thought was going to happen. I don't know. Does this not weird anybody else out? You're all from here. This is fine. You've just been in bikinis together the whole time. Oh, you guys are all just
3: ruby-rosing around? <laughs> Everybody's fine with their alien Australian DJ body? Because
1: I also think it's fine. I think it's actually fine and great. It's just that there's that one moment when you show up at somebody's house and all of you are wearing clothes and you're, friend- you're just friends... <laughs> You have swimming clothes under your clothes, but you're trying to figure out, how am I going to undress in front of you in a way that doesn't seem too weird? Right? (laughs) Everybody else is fine with this,
3: is what I'm learning. I mean, usually people go into another room to change into their swimming stuff. What? I'm already
1: wearing my swimming stuff. Yeah. So what's the... (laughs) Well, look making direct look you're my friend amy our friend amy yeah and then i'm me i'm like looking you in the eyes well why so, are you up? doing it what's like up? this <laughs> i think we found the problem
3: you just go like this so amy this is nice that is weirder why am oh i facing you away <laughs> no casually away Oh, casually away, taking your shirt off is less weird than... So,
1: Amy, how's it going? I think that all are weird. That's what I'm... Why are my arms doing that? I don't know. You tell me. (sighs) We're losing our minds. No, I think it's actually fine and going well. Well, you're all... (laughs) Uh, Well, you guys, this has been great. We've been great. I think this was a tight set (laughs) which by the way is what I say to all my friends when I see them in their bikinis no (laughs) especially my male friends my men friends I make them put on a bikini too I don't know a swimsuit that's just right for me. I don't know.
3: (laughs) Basically, you just need to make that what you're wearing right now in swimsuit material. Actually, I
1: like to wear shorts. Okay, so I wear swim shorts. That feels great. Long. Long swim shorts so that my legs are free so I can do lots of laps. Uh Uh-huh. But the problem is up top. Uh, Yeah, you're telling me. (laughs) Because I need to have underwire Uh because I'm not Crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. All these so. women walking around in two triangles. <laughs> You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. These are your friends.
3: <laughs> They're just wearing two bugles around. I don't I know. understand it.
1: Or like then there's the like kind of like fashionable like I shop at Mod cloth bathing suit that like is cut funny in like a cute way but I can't pull that off because I'm not a woman from the 20s I'm a halfway between from now <laughs> yeah yeah no I know what you mean I feel like
3: I should wear one of, one of these guys
1: yes why don't they make old timey men's Overall bathing suits <laughs> with a sensible underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, let's I make guess it happen. That's what we're going to make. Yep. You guys, are you ready for the rest of this great show? <laughs> Rhea, why don't you introduce the first comic? Oh, man, this next comic, uh,
3: just a friend of ours. We love it when she stops by. You guys give a warm welcome to Kira Daryl right now. <laughs>
5: Aren't they the cutest couple ever? <laughs> Holy shit. My best audition story is when I was home and my dad got home from the mental institution. Always a good start, right? You're like, mm, this is going to go great. And it was for Nicole Byers, like MTV pilot. And uh, my and we didn't have a tripod, so my mom's standing there. My dad's standing there just like holding it, kind of like totally drugged out. And my mother is sitting there reading with me, and she's like, She's like, well, where are you hiding it? Because she talks like Indian Mary Poppins. She's just like, where are you hiding it? And I would just keep going, in my pussy. In my pussy. Like, again and again. And finally, my dad just looks up from his stupor, and he's like, that's enough. (laughs) And I was like, we didn't get it yet, and I didn't get it. So here we are. Good fun. Um, uh, I'm a stand-up comedian. (laughs) Um... But before I I was a stand-up, I was a documentary filmmaker, uh, which is what everyone wants to hear from their stand-up comedian. (laughs) It's just like, let's hear some esoteric references to Michael Moore! yes uh yeah my first film this is true my first film was actually shortlisted for an oscar it was one of eight films you don't have to applaud it was one of you don't have to it's fine you don't have to you don't have to it's fine woman of color crushing it you don't have to it's fine you don't have to it's no problem one of eight films shortlisted for an Academy Award opposite a Spike Jones movie. It was for a short documentary category. Short documentary category. Seven out of the eight films are excellent. They're very, very good. But one of the films, which got nominated over my film, which is why I do this now, um, was, and this is, this is true, okay? It's a 40-minute black-and-white documentary, okay, about the fall of the Berlin Wall from the point of view of the rabbits living inside of the Berlin Wall <laughs> in German okay with English subtitles for 40 minutes so it's just like <laughs> Der Unten and then it's like the rabbits were excited to be there 40 minutes of this 40 minutes of this it lost out to my movie about badass women You know? And I always say, like, this is because the Academy, like, you guys know this, the Academy is, like, 98%, like, all dudes over 60. So, like, a lot of those dudes lived through the fall of the Berlin Wall. And they're like, rabbits, important, we got it. Women, garbage, you kick them. That's what you do with women that's what you do we don't care about the women we need to care about the rabbits do you know what i mean and this comes down to if you have any group that's making that number of decisions any group like it doesn't just like it's not just white guys i always say it's like if ever, like if all of the executives running television were like indian women like me i'm like the only guys on television would be john ham ryan gosling the rock and damon waynes jr <laughs> Like, that's it. Nobody else makes the cut. Silicon Valley, you're gone, you know? I don't need to see four varieties of nerds. I don't give a shit how you're quirky and adorkable. I don't care. You guys are like, we do, it's UCB. And I was like, I don't. You're gone. Like, do you have a six-pack? That's how I judge your talent. Oh, God, I would make such a good executive, don't you think? Oh, God, so vain. What a vain bitch. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, anyway, so um, I do think, like, as a former documentary filmmaker, I do think it's like 2017, I feel like, I feel like for me, it's like less like Netflix and chill and more just like CNN and weep. (laughs) That's what I do when I watch television, you know, because you feel like, oh, come on, guys, it's 2017. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to hate somebody today, and you shouldn't, but if you're going to, it's like, get to know them first. Do you know what I mean? Like, you guys have seen me talk on stage for about four minutes. You have a reason to hate me, you know? But it's like, if you're gonna hate me, I always say hate me for me, not for the color of my skin. It's like, hate me for what's in my shitty heart. That's a reason to hate. Do you know what I mean? There's plenty of things not to like about everybody. Just get to know them and then hate them for that. Okay? Hate them for that. Don't focus on the first eighth of the skin or that inch, you know? It doesn't matter. Who cares? Who cares? Thank you, one lady. <laughs> She's like, that's the next Martin Luther King up here. <laughs> oh, wow. She is just an inspiration, this girl. Just six packs, John Hamm, and hate me for me. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, about six of my friends have had babies this year. They've had uh, uh, children come out of their loins. And... Um, and, and, you know, I think it's really arrogant. I think it's really arrogant to have a baby because it's like you looked around at all of the other people in the world, everyone else. And you were like, mm, I think I'm going to make my own. <laughs> I got this. OK, I always thought that. But it's like now I'm, I realize like I should have a baby, you know, because I'm a brown woman in America. And I realized I can make another brown woman in America. You know, I was like, Trump can build all the walls he wants. I'm like, this one's an inside job. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I'm going to have a baby. I'm just going to be like, yeah. Yeah. That's my time, guys. Thanks so much.
3: Every now and then, I remember that maybe I can make a baby. And it's always confusing. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, that shit. <laughs> so was, you guys know that I love Back to the Future, right? That confusing movie. <laughs> to probably not like. But I remember seeing the second one. And I, I went to see it in the theater. And I was so excited about it. I like almost peed my pants. I was just so excited to see Back to the Future Part Two. And spoiler alert for Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> this is a podcast, so god damn it. Spoiler alert for a movie from 1980 fucking nine. <laughs> uh, um, but anyway, I'm going to talk about it, so don't listen! If you don't want to get spoiled on a movie that... it. Whatever. Like, Can you actually spoil Back to the Future Part 2? Like, what? I mean... Uh, it's pretty... It's a fucking... <laughs> I don't know. That's just making me laugh now. Like, oh my god, I can't believe you spoiled me on part two it's the same fucking movie (laughs) anyway i just really really like in the first one i really related to marty mcfly like i thought that's who i was because it was who i was i just like wanted to ride skateboards play guitars and like make out with cute ladies like that's what i wanted to do so it really spoke to me but then in back to the future part two i really related to lorraine's lorraine's lorraine Baines. McFly, Tannen. (laughs) Because in that movie, she gets really mad at her then, now tangent 1985 husband. Biffed, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Not my husband! Um. (laughs) She gets really mad at him because he threatens her children, and she's a good mom and wants to take care of her kids. And she's like you're the one that wanted me to get these things and if you want them back, you can have them. And I was like, wait, you can give them back? (laughs) I was like seven and I was like, I didn't know there was an exchange program. (laughs) So yeah. We also went to a WNBA game over the weekend, which, yeah, WNBA in the house. I highly recommend it. It is So much fun! I've talked about the Vivica A. Fox wig-out cam before on Put Your Hands Together and it is pretty great. Um, The wig-out cam finds you and it has a wig and then you wig out! It's great! I loved it! I love going to those games! It's so much fun! Um, but we got these, like, really awesome seats because they wanted us to come and, like, meet a player, but then we didn't know where to go, and I didn't know where to go, and Cameron went to the bathroom, and then I was, like, alone, and so I think I looked like a child to most people. And they're like, excuse me, is your mom here? And I was like, no, I'm 35. Uh. <laughs> and so I was, like, trying to figure out where to go, but also being like, I can't go too far because my wife is somewhere else. Not my mom, my wife. I don't want to lose her. And so I was, like, trying to stay where I was, but they also wanted me to leave. So I was like a very you know those situations where you're like, look, I know, I know, I I know, but I can't. She's not my mom. I I'm not lost. I just I can't and then she won't but I understand. It's your job. I, yeah hi guy oh, no, please please <laughs> And then you're just begging an adult person to just please walk away from you. <laughs> but then this this one security guy was I swear I swear that he was like, uh, sir, you're gonna need to leave this section. I was like, I am a woman! <laughs> and I've been like working on this personally to not let it bother me, cause it shouldn't bother me. And also I'm like, you know, my, my gender identity is very, flu- I'm figuring it out and everything, whatever. And I, poli- I identify politically as a woman, but in this moment I was like, God damn it, I am a woman at this WNBA game. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> in my house that I built. (laughs) And then he was like, uh ma'am, I called you lady and I was like, I don't think so I just misheard him. I was so jacked up on the Sparks game. (laughs) I don't know, I was so jacked up on the (laughs) Uh, we ordered a hot dog, because they had NC food. We ordered a veggie dog. And this guy hands it off to me, and it was like this big. And I was like, what the? F- the WNBA rules. How do they get this big of veggie dogs? And I opened it up, and it was definitely a meat hot dog. And I was like, oh, right, this is just, this is just the real world. I forgot. Because <laughs> like for a second, I allowed myself to think, women's professional sports were totally a thing. And that they had foot-long veggie dogs as big as your head. (laughs) Only one of those things is true. And that is that women's professional sports are totally a thing. (laughs) Yeah. So I highly recommend going and checking out a Sparks game. It's so much fun. You will love it. Super easy to park. Super easy to get there. There's happy children, literally not a single angry person in the house. Like they have a DJ, that DJs the whole time. Like, it is exhausting how much he DJs. Like, he is working his butt off. And then they find people in the crowd, like, dancing. And this one woman, it was, like, soul standards. And she was... They found her, and then she pulled out a fan and started singing into the fan like it was a microphone. <laughs> you will not find that at a football game, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you guys want to keep this show going?
0: <laughs> just
3: screaming about basketball. I'm awake now. Well, this next comic, love it when he stops by. Another friend of the show. Please give a warm welcome to Ishmael Lofty, everybody. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, y'all, uh, y'all, y'all ready for a man? <laughs> I'm a dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, that's fine. I. I'm kind of a dumb guy, um, realizing that about myself. Like, uh, I recently got into an argument with a friend of mine about whether or not Sherlock Holmes really did opium, right? (laughs) Heated debate. It was a heated two-hour debate with my buddy. I was like, nah, he didn't really do opium. They just wrote that about him to make him seem grittier and darker than he really was. But he was like, "Nah, he did opium." Back then, everybody did opium. It was a fucking epidemic. It ran the streets. I was like, "Fuck that." Okay, he wouldn't have been able to solve those mysteries if he was doing opium. We looked it up. Turns out Sherlock Holmes not a real person. Uh, never never lived. He's a fictional character from literature. And and it was cocaine. Uh, it was also cocaine. Yeah, I'm pretty dumb. I'm a Muslim, too. That's something about me. That sucks. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, <laughs> It's all bad. Pretty shitty time to be one of us. Been a bad 16 years. Uh, can't watch the news. Just the way they talk about us is pretty demeaning, right? They're always talking about moderate Muslims. That buzzword is so just disrespectful and bigoted, right? They're always like, hey, I want to see one moderate Muslim. Show me one. Show me one of these moderate Muslims <laughs> denounced terror. I want to see what." It's like, fuck off, right? Like, who came up with that term, right? What a demeaning label to give a billion and a half people. It's like, well, you got your moderate Muslims, your mild Muslims, your sweet and sour uh, Muslims you got your teriyaki Cajun Muslims. And also, we do denounce terror all the time, but nobody puts a camera on that, right? Nobody wants to see people be moderate. That's boring. You want to see people jump up and down, it'd be crazy. It's the whole point of the media. It, just, it makes me so mad. I just want to blow some stuff up, you know? I just want to fucking kill... Ugh! Anybody else have that instinct in their blood? I don't, I, I don't know what that is, probably. Probably nothing to worry about. Um being silly <laughs> I get mad I do get angry Everybody, I think we're all angry right everybody's angry all the time now in this room at least but I get angry I don't think I'll ever be as angry as a taco truck cashier who just found out I don't speak Spanish <laughs> I think um, I think that's the angriest human being on the face of the planet because I'm not from Southern California I'm not from here I go to a taco truck I gotta get to uh, two tacos, (laughs) Uh, please, (laughs) (laughs) chicken, two chicken tacos. And the lady looks at me, she's like, you know, Spanish, whatever. And and then I look at her, and I'm like, "Ah, pollo, por favor. (laughs) And she looks at me like, how dare you betray your people? You're a traitor to your mother tongue. You've given in to the white man. It's a weird position. It's not fair. It's probably the only time in American history when the words, I'm an Arab, have diffused a situation. Um, Because I got to tell her, I'm like, I'm an Arab. There's no reason for me to know Spanish. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. speaks perfect English. Oh, no. I'm so sorry I put you in that position. You want the salsa verde? That means green. I'm like, I know verde. I'm not stupid. It is weird. I'm from the South originally. I'm a Southerner. Uh, oh, yeah? Where? Alabama. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I think I'm from a worse... I'm from North Florida. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, no, I know. I mean, half of you are just chiming in with the other... You're from Jacksonville. That sucks. I'm so sorry. Jacksonville sucks. Ocala. I'm from Ocala. Oh, yeah. I know Ocala. Isn't it the worst? Trust them. (laughs) It's sad. There's a misery in North Florida that I don't think I've ever experienced anywhere else. And I'm from Syria. I've literally been back to Syria. And North Florida's pretty bad. Uh, (laughs) Like, I went back a month and a half ago, and uh, here's just an example of the misery. I was there. I was at a diner in my hometown, and I ordered food. And then the waitress brought me my hash browns, right? And then she came back a minute later, and she was like, We made some extra hash browns if you want some more hash browns on the house. I was like, all right. And then she came and brought toast to our table. And then she came back a minute again, like a minute later again, and she was like, We made some extra toast if you want some more toast on the house again. Here you go. So I said, Double toast, double hash browns. What is this, a double restaurant? And she died. Like she thought it was so funny. She was like, ah! Like, have you, ever, have you ever made someone laugh and it broke your heart? It was the saddest thing. She was like, double rest. like She was repeating the line to herself. It's like, oh my God, Maggie, get out of this Denny's. It wasn't even a Denny's, it was a Danny's. It was like a sad knockoff. Welcome to Danny's. She came up to me, she was like, are you a comedian? I was like, yeah, but that shouldn't have been the tell. You shouldn't have... You shouldn't have known from Double Restaurant. And I just know she went to the back and recounted the whole tale to some stoned 22-year-old line cook. She was like, Tyler. Remember when we had the extra hash browns? Well, I gave them to a young Mexican boy that remembered... Remember when we had the extra toast? Well, it wasn't extra toast. It was toast for the black table, but they didn't want it. I don't think black people like toast, if I'm being totally honest. So I gave it to him again. He said, double toast, double restaurant, and I ruined it. He said, double toast. Yeah. So it's the saddest thing you've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, I just moved here. I just moved to uh, L.A. in January, and... um, yeah, January 20th, Inauguration Day. It was uh, technical. Uh, <laughs> it's been weird, right? Like, on the night of the election, I was on a road trip through the south from Tennessee to Atlanta, Georgia. And as the election results hit around, like, 2 a.m. Eastern time, my car died. <laughs> right as it was official, Trump is president, my car just died right in, like, around Memphis, Tennessee, which is six hours away from Atlanta. So I'm just there stranded. It's the middle of the night. I'm scared. I'm a little brown guy. Um, so I call the tow trunk company. They're in a great mood. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm in the middle of uh, Tennessee. I'm scared. And they're like, We'll send, we'll send Heath. We're going to send Heath. So Heath shows up with a truck. He's a big old redneck. He's got a camo jacket and a camo hat and a big brown beard with bramble and leaves in it. And he was like, I'm Heath. I was like, All right, let's do this. The first hour of our trip, total silence. We're just quiet, just driving together. Just re- really awkward given what's happened. Given who we are, and then Heath starts talking to me. He starts opening up. He's like, "So, uh, where are you from?" And I was like, "Uh, "Florida." And he was like, "Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay." And I go, "And Syria." And he's like, "Oh, I knew it." And I'm like, "I I, like. I know what you want to hear. I get that impulse. I understand. You don't want to hear Florida. You want to hear like hum, bum, bim ban. I get it. It's fun. I understand." I told him Syria and he didn't care. He was fine with it. He was just like, okay. He started telling me about his life. It was kind of cool. He was like, you know what? I used to live in Shanghai, China. I was like, oh my God, Heath. That's actually pretty sweet, (laughs) (laughs) right? he was like, yeah, I lived in Beijing for two years. I was like, oh my God, Beijing, what is Beijing like? Then we just started talking about China, like it was amazing. We just started, we talked about the pollution, the history, the culture, the communism, everything. It felt like America was gonna be okay, you know? Like our conversation was a band-aid being put on the wound left by that divisive election, right? And then out of nowhere he was like, I don't like Chinese people. I was like, God damn it, Heath, are you serious? Come on. And then he literally goes, he goes, no, no, I mean like Asians. That was his correction. (laughs) He went bigger, what? (laughs) Nah, I don't hate one billion people. I hate four billion people. What are you doing, man? He's like, they're sneaky. I'm like, you can't say that four billion people are sneaky. Plus, I just told him that I'm Syrian. So, Syria's in Asia, I'm an Asian. But he didn't know that, and I didn't want to tell him. (laughs) So, I just held it in for four hours. That information just held it in. And now looking back on it, me not telling him that I'm Asian pretty sneaky asian shit. Uh he was actually kind of <laughs> right about that. Hey guys, I'm Ismail. Bye-bye. Keep it over your host. Thank you. Keep it over Ismail, you guys.
1: Woo. Oh, hello. Hello friends. Hello friends. I like your relaxed look. You look cool. How how was your day? Yes, what did you do? Yep. Yes, you went to the Getty. Yeah. How are you visiting, or are you just having like a? Ooh, where are you in from? Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) What a terrible time. When did you get here? The city's on fire. (laughs) Berkeley's also on fire.
0: Berkeley's
1: also on fire. It's. It's Oh no! I mean, like it's literally on fire. Oh, it's also on fire. It's also on fire. Okay. (laughs) It's not funny. Those poor people whose houses—ah! <laughs> take the water and put it out on the fire. The planet. <laughs> um. Cool. How's your trip so far? been great. Yeah. That's what did? LA things. Yes. Oh, we are LA <laughs> things.
0: <laughs>
1: but you cannot do us. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. I'm sorry. I had to. Contractually obligated. I see an I'm with her shirt behind. Thank you for wearing an I'm with her shirt. How are you doing? Oh my god, yes! (laughs) Claps! But where were you? (sighs) How has it been wearing that in the world today?
7: Sure. Today was positive. I what? enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah.
1: People were stopping you. In trade, like three people. Are like <laughs> <"Sure."> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know what, though? I just have to tell you, and I think, like, it's really important that we just keep this in mind, and especially you with that shirt on. Um, as you as all know all politicians are uh, the same and if Hillary, Hillary would have been elected point for point everything that's happened since January would also still have happened if not even just a little bit more oh uh, really just want that to be the takeaway (laughs) from this whole, like, well, no, not, no, there's so many takeaways. Every day is a new takeaway. Take it away. Um, no, but that's one thing the, the, all politicians are the same. Do you remember hearing that? Remember when we heard that so much? That was one
0: of (laughs) lies.
1: Some politicians are politicians that need to learn How to serve their constituency better by really making sure that they don't have special interests in mind like Wall Street or they need to make sure that they're always fighting for racial justice. You know what I mean? Like some politicians need to do that. And other (laughs) other politicians are tweeting in North Korea. So (laughs) that's different. I'm proud of you for wearing that shirt, I think. Why did you wear it in Alaska? Where why were you in Alaska? You lived there, what? I'm
7: a travel nurse, so I went for a summer assignment.
1: Did we, have I talked to you? You have. I knew it, because you only meet one travel nurse. (laughs) Well, welcome back. How's Alaska?
7: I shivered all summer long. It's not a complaint, it's just the truth. Uh Uh-huh. But it was beautiful. Yes.
1: It's cold in the summer? It was. I'm from Texas. So uh-huh. to me, it was
7: like 50s and 60s every day.
1: Oh, yes. So, yeah. Well, I'm sorry you had to deal with that.
0: <laughs>
7: <laughs>
1: Those 50s and 60s.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, welcome home and thank thanks you. for doing the work you do. Yeah, you. That's awesome. Uh oh, you know what else? We haven't even talked about this. Um so Ria and I are going on tour uh on a bus and one place that we have been that we're going to perform at is, is in Houston. And so I think what we're going to do, we're trying to make sure that it's safe to do this um, is turn the show into a benefit. So like we wouldn't make any money and the money would just go back to the community and then drop the ticket prices so that we're not like asking people to uh, donate money that they can't afford. That feels right. You don't have to clap. I'm just telling you that's what I think we're going to do. Uh, so number one, uh, one thing that people have been doing that has that's really cool, it's been happening at other of our shows, and so maybe we'll also like allow this to happen. Uh, it just this happened like naturally. Um people have been buying tickets for other people that can't afford tickets in other cities. It's just like a I have cute, we have cute fans. Yeah. So people that like are like, I can't go because I'm getting married, but I'll buy you tickets to see Cameron Esposito and Rio Butcher. Why our fans are this nice or give even one shit about this, I don't know. Uh, So I would just say this to you guys. If any of you wanted to... We can't afford to just, like, do a free show. That's not how uh, promoters work. uh, Because you have to pay for the thing to be open. But if anybody wants... To donate money for somebody in Houston to come see a stand-up show, I know it seems like a dumb little thing, but the money will go back to the community, so you won't even, I won't get the money. (laughs) They all see the show, and then they get the money. (laughs) So I would just say that you can do that when uh, the the reduced-price ticket link goes on sale. So what about that? You guys paid only five bucks to see us here today, or eight. How much is it now? Anyway, so think about it. That's the thing. It's a dumb little small way to donate, but I would just, you know, why not? Right? I put you specifically on the spot. What if she was like, no! You'd be such a jerk! No, you seemed really into it. That's why I pointed. Then all those people back there started pointing at each other. Everything's amazing. You guys, would you like to see more stand up comedy shows? Shows? Just the one. I love this fella. Hilarious dude. You're going to love him right now. Let's hear it for Will Weldon. You guys, give it up for him. Woo! You
2: skipped your own show to do this show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, any, any excuse. For me, that's the hallmark of having of producing your own show is just like always being willing to not go to it to do another show. Is that true? It might be different. It's probably different. Like, if it's your wife. Yes, and also like, no, 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 no. If it's your wife, yeah. then you have uh, mountains of leeway. Like, as if that's the worst thing you're gonna be doing to your wife. That. Oh week. no, no,
1: that's right. Yeah. I just mean like, <laughs> it's more. It's not not that she's gonna be mad, but more. Well, she might be mad if I. Like every once in a while, not very often, one of us just like needs to stay home. Yeah. That's a really sad one. I but I like to just like because I'm just like I can't go can you go talk to people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So can you just go talk to people? And then we're, and then she's like, damn it.
2: Yeah, and, and then you have to, like, talk about what's going on. You can't just be like, no, I'm fine. I just can't face a crowd right now. <laughs> no, nothing's bothering me. It's just, like, the idea of seeing a room of people oh, I don't makes have me to, nauseous. I don't have to tell her what's going on. She gets it. Yeah, yeah. no, but that's yeah. what I mean. It's not like she's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm sure she's just, the look of terror on her face at the idea of having to do comedy right now, that's, like, yeah. a normal thing and she's fine. No, I have three people of varying friend levels that I run it with. So like we we all miss it all the time. We're, like I don't I don't think all of us have been there in a really long time. I probably skipped every third because I felt like that was okay, and I was just like just like too depressed to go and do all, like the same mm. jokes.
1: Well, um, I'm glad that you were here with us tonight.
2: Oh, what a treat! And what a delight. What,
1: you, what jeans are you wearing?
2: What? I just like your jeans. Oh, they're um, they're from you. Uniqlo. They're wow. the more expensive ones in Uniqlo, so they're like fifty-five dollars.
1: I mean, they're really cute. Yeah,
2: I like them a lot, and they're not. I even gone full Cameron in terms yeah. of tightness. <laughs> yeah, you should think about it. I have. It doesn't. It just doesn't work. I'm at all. actually going baggy.
1: I'm gonna. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm getting baggy. Yeah, it's but ninety you're, sizing your ba- is baggy, and so we have to get baggy.
2: You're never gonna go full baggy. That's you won't true. be able to. It's like. Yeah, Stop. It's like the idea when I'm like, oh, my hair is like nuts, I gotta go get it cut, it's so unfair right. To people like, literally, I do not. Know
1: what to do. Awesome. Thank well, thank you for being here today. Oh, Sorry you skipped your show, slash, thank you for skipping your
0: show. Well, well, then you guys let him hear it.
3: Man, insurance. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna try to think of something funny, but I was like, nope, that's sad. Insurance is sad. <laughs> Because I went and got something done. They were like, ooh, you have good insurance. I was like, that's fucked up. (laughs) It's fucked up that you could have good insurance. You should just have insurance. Like, that's just... (laughs) There should not be platinum status of taking care of yourself. It's crazy. Like, ooh, I got miles on my insurance. My body will work longer. It's not fair. Okay, anyway, I'm running for president in 2012. You shouldn't have platinum insurance! Okay. Just a screaming Jerry Seinfeld of... I don't know. Well, butrin. anyway. Hello? Okay. Well, now that I've brought that to a screeching halt, I just like to bring attention to myself for a moment, think of something funny to say, and then it doesn't come, and then I'm just up here talking to you guys about how I don't have anything funny to say. That's half of comedy. Everyone's lying to you if they think they're funny all the time. Thank you for the light, Hannah. (laughs) I know. <laughs> All right. You guys want to keep this show going? We have two comics left on the show, and they're both fantastic. Yes? Woo-hoo! Well, keep that energy up, because this next comic, it's his first time on the show, and you guys know what we do when it's somebody's first time on the show. We give them a huge, wor- warm round of applause, right? Yes, you can keep that going. Keep it going.
0: For
4: Steaks. I am here just trying, well, I, nothing going on in the UK, so I thought I'd come over and see how it is over here. I, I, um, I really love US stand-up, like I grew up watching US stand-up, so I just thought I'd come over here and see how it is, to is be in amongst first, it.
1: Is this is your first trip? Yeah, tonight was
4: like my second ever gig oh. over here. So yeah, um, but I well, That's I've been fun. It's yeah. fun for us. I've been to the States before, yeah. Um, yeah. but holiday.
1: Yeah, it's totally different.
4: Mm. Coming for work or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like um, it's weird because, like, uh, I feel like people are making judgments about me in the green room. Like, so tonight when I sat down, I thought, shit, you only get one chance to make a first impression, and if I say something like co- that's construed as cocky or arrogant, then I'm going to be that prick from the UK. That's, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get really nervous about it. Whereas in the UK, like, you know, all the comics know that I'm not great socially so like do you know what I mean whereas here they're not Uh, going to give me a pass do you know what I mean I'll go and sit I don't know what you're like in a green room but I like to sit there very quietly and look at my notebook it's not good I'm not good in a green room
1: um no I'm not I mean, it really depends. If it's like a headlining show, if I'm doing an hour, Mm. then I'm probably not talking to anybody and I'm like getting in my head and doing everything. But if it's a showcase show like this, I'm probably talking to people right up until I walk on stage. Yeah, I'm always
4: slightly nervous that the more I talk to people, the more damage I'm doing to any sort of potential relationships. I actually sort of think the safest thing is just to stay completely silent.
1: Right. And then go and How do do you think you did tonight? Just, I mean, in terms of socially.
4: Socially, initially, Actually, I was very quiet. And then um, a couple of people spoke to me. A couple of the other spoke to me, and I started to get nervous. Uh, and I. You know, I said a couple of things. That I, in hindsight, I, I feel w- weren't great. And then what happened was I thought, oh, shit, I need to like, I need to cancel that out somehow. So then I started talking more. Sure. <laughs> and then I thought, fuck, they really think I'm a shithead. Like, this is really bad. So I, 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 I like, I would give myself like a six out of ten for how I did in the room tonight. That's, well,
1: number one, I didn't notice any of this, but I love right. the vulnerability and honesty about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and. I think you did just you did
4: great. Thank you very much. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, you know, get out there and uh, and more of the same.
4: I will do. I really hope to smash Hit a green room. all of yeah, those I American really, green rooms. Yeah, yeah.
1: The way you did tonight, yeah. you'll be fine.
4: I just think you work the green room circuit. Yeah.
0: Right. All right, give it up for Woo!
4: You
1: guys, we have one more comic. On tonight's show, she is a friend of both Ria and mine. I uh, you're gonna love her stand up. Do you guys want to see one more final amazing comic? Woo-hoo!
5: Oh, I need it. Let's keep it going right now for Marcella. will give it up for Marcella! Hey,
7: everybody say fuck Trump. Fuck Trump Say fuck Trump. Trump.
0: Fuck you Trump. Say
7: fuck you Trump. Fuck you Trump. Now somebody cry. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this shit sucks. <laughs> fuck. Oh man, I am sad every day. I am. I um I'm Latina and so this DACA shit's got me and uh, my friends, my family all stressed. And um, I, I was born here, but on the internet, if you just say you're Latina, people are like, "Go back to where you came from." And I'm like, "We're Kaiser in Redwood City. What do you? It's a parking lot now. I'm a pitch a tent." Um, yeah, this is Trump shit's got me stressed every day. Um, don't usually wear sneakers on stage, but I got to be ready to run. You know, <laughs> gotta be ready for
0: it.
7: <laughs> Make sure it gets on the podcast. Uh, that's not a puppy dying, guys. That's my shoes. Um, <laughs> she killed a puppy. I put your hands together. It was wild. Um, yeah, so uh, I am a child of immigrants, and uh, I have an immigrant work ethic. I have an immigrant work ethic, and uh, I'm going to share a story about a time where I was uh, I was traveling. I was going on a gig. I'm a professional stand-up comedian, guys. We couldn't tell by the first 35 seconds. I uh, But I am... <laughs> A pro, so I travel for this shit, and I was uh, on my way uh, to New York for a gig. I was flying out of Sacramento, and uh, I was at the airport, and I fainted. I fainted at the airport, uh, and I was on the ground, and uh, just blacked. It was like a movie where everything just blacked out, and just hear people talking. I was just like, all I could hear was, "Ma'am, ma'am, are you okay? Are you okay, ma'am? Ma'am, are you okay? Is she okay, ma'am? Are you okay?" My first thought was, why the fuck are these people talking while I'm asleep? Uh, and the second thought was, how much do I look like shit? that These people are calling me ma'am. Um, I need to get it together at the airport. Uh, so I get up. EMT is there. They fucking fix me all up. And they're like, we strongly recommend that you go to the hospital or go home. And I was like, I'm going to get on the plane and get to the gig. Cause I have an immigrant work ethic, guys. This is what I do, this is how I was raised. So I get on the plane. Yeah, that's right, I get on the plane and I'm sitting there in the center seat and the woman next to me, that's right, the center seat with these legs, can you imagine? Okay, um, I'm tall. Uh, the woman next to me, she's like, I saw you fall.
0: <laughs>
7: that's what she said to me. I don't know what kind of face I made but I made some kind of face because she was like, oh, don't worry. You were so graceful. <laughs> like, that's what I needed to hear. First of all, I'm, I'm 6'2". There's nothing graceful about me. <laughs> Every time I do anything, it's fucking look like a cartoon character. Um, and P.S., when I actually fainted, I actually heard someone yell, Timber! No, that's not true. Is this a comedy show or not? Um, so I'm on the plane and I'm texting my friend, uh, free Wi-Fi. I don't pay for that shit. And I'm texting the homie, and I'm, I'm getting, like, the thing is, you don't understand, like, how you're going to react when some shit like that goes down. So I got really emotional out of nowhere. I just started crying. I was like, oh, my God. And I start telling my friend. And he goes, oh, you're getting emotional. Make sure you don't get an emotional support animal now. That's what he said. Don't get an emotional support animal now. And I was like, because I was pissed. I was like, well, sh- shit, maybe I'll get pit bull. And he was like, you can't get pit bulls and emotional support animals, Marcella. And I was like, no, no, not. Not the dog. Singer slash rapper. Pitbull. I want him to follow me around when I make big life decisions. I'm just like, hey, Pitbull, should I... Should I go back to therapy? Just takes off his glasses. Dale. (laughs) Thanks, Pitbull. I will, Dale. Um... So I get so we, I had a connecting flight, so I get uh, on the connecting flight, and uh, and then twenty minutes in the sky, the pilot gets on the mic, and he's like, "We have to make an emergency landing." Uh, which I was like, "Okay, well, that sucks. I'm not gonna make my gig." But then the guy' I see next to me nudges me, and he's like, "I'm an aerospace engineer. The tire blew out. Brakes are gonna catch on fire. I was like, "Cool, you could have kept that one to yourself, buddy? I didn't need to know that shit. So we land, and I go to the customer service. Desk, uh, you know, I'm not mad, you know, shit happens, I get it, it's a mechanical error. Um, and so I just go right to the customer service desk and I'm like, hey, there, uh, mechanical error, I missed my flight, uh, I'm gonna miss the gig that I was headed to, uh, and that's which is gonna cost me some money. So I would like a refund on this flight, I would like a new flight in the morning, and I would like a hotel for the evening. And without hesitating, he was like, yes, ma'am, and I was like, holy shit, I look white as hell today. <laughs> It's not what it was, guys. It's not what it was. Uh, I realized that we... It was just like right after uh, that shit happened with Dr. Asia when they beat the fuck out of that doctor. So all the airlines were on edge. They're still on edge, by the way. You can ask them for fucking anything. And they'll give it to you. I don't know if you guys know that. I could have asked that customer service rep for dick and he would have had to say yes. He's like, show me that pink. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Um, so basically I flew across the country to take a bath in Washington D.C. <laughs> that's what I realized that's what an immigrant work ethic gets you sometimes um, so uh, I, I'm, I am back in therapy shout out to Pitbull um, I am back in therapy and I've needed it it's been a rough uh, few years for me in fact you can you can check how bad the years have been by how many all the times I've been on. put your hands together <laughs> The first time I was almost like crying about my dad being dead. Oh, I'm sad. Um, so, check the archives for that one <laughs> just to validate this story. Um, but I saw uh, the last few years have been really tough for me. And so, I'm back in therapy. And I've been before. Um, and uh, the second day, I was at the session with this new lady. Uh, I just was, I don't, I don't waste time. I'm very efficient. Uh, so I'm just sitting there telling her everything, crying my face off, just like telling her about my dad dying, kind but getting dumped right before my dad passed away. Um, telling her about having to like quit my job and having to help my mom, like all this shit on top of all the other shit that has happened in the last 10 years. And, uh, at a certain point I just do like a quick glance up just to make sure she's still listening. And I, when I look up, she doesn't realize I'm doing it. I look up, her eyes are bugged out of her head. And her jaw is dropped. And in that moment, I realize one of two things are possible: I'm either hella fucked up, or she knows she's about to make a ton of money off of me. <laughs> both. It's both, guys. It's both. I got diagnosed with PTSD. Um, yeah. So that's great. Uh, I'm in, like, the honeymoon... I was in the honeymoon phase where you're just like, yes, I have a diagnosis, I can fix myself. And then, like, you're like, oh, yeah, I have PTSD, this sucks. This lady knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) Thank you, ma'am, I needed that. Everybody else is like, this is sad. (laughs) It's supposed to be a comedy show. Um, uh, Okay, well, then, I'll just move on from that real quick. I think I have 45 seconds left. So uh, I'll do a quick story about um, how I tweeted out Uh, something uh, Ramesh was talking about Twitter and uh, saying wild shit on Twitter and I after that shooting happened with the congressman uh, he didn't die so I said if a few old white conservative men have to die in order for the gun control issue to get discussed I'm willing to take that risk (laughs) what a wild bitch huh (laughs) it's a lot of you know Sandy Hook commentary da 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 whatever Uh, So I I was writing for Bill Nye this summer, and I don't know if you guys know this, but the left, I mean, I'm sorry, the right wing hates Bill Nye because he um, believes in climate change. (laughs) So they got wind that I I wrote on his show, and they got got a hold of that tweet. And so basically, just real quick recap, Friday, Tucker Carlson puts me and my tweet on his Fox News show. Saturday, Breitbart writes an article about me. Sunday, Milo, Yana, whatever the fuck. Mentions me on his social media. So basically, I'm like drowning in death threats and insults, which is like, I'm an American woman. I'm used to it. Um, uh, but highlights include this guy trying to insult me. He said I look like Frank Zappa in drag. And I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> this is so sweet. Um, another guy said that uh, I look like an extra in a Mr. T movie. Which I was like, fucking sign me up, casting. (laughs) And then my favorite, I have to read it because it's just, I don't want to mess it up. It was just so eloquently written. Um, This gentleman said, I bet your pussy smells like a dumpster baking in the sun behind a Chinese restaurant. (laughs) I was like, just as a creative writer, I couldn't... I couldn't appreciate what it took to write that. Um... So, the point I'm trying to make is, fast forward, Charlottesville happens, it's really, I mean, the poor Heather Heyer, rest in peace, may, may she rest in peace. Um, then that, that, like, two days after that or whatever, um, uh, former Ku Klux Klan leader David Duke um, was going on a rant defending what happened in Charlottesville, which was fucking crazy. He made, like, a list, like, a, his own David Letterman top ten list of of why it was okay, And uh, guess who was number nine, guys? Guess who was number nine? David Duke said, I was responsible for Charlottesville. Guys, which fast forward to, I bet Donald Trump knows who I am. You guys, I'm living my best life. David Duke (laughs) hates me. Dr. Carlson hates me. I'm living my best fucking life. My name is Marcella Aguayo. Keep it going for Cameron Real.
1: That's Did crazy. you know that stuff? No, Marcella, we love you. <laughs> Thanks for doing all that, dude. She's my grand wizard. She's sure. the coolest. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Man, you know what is really dumb? I just have to say well, this my is the hair? final thing. No, your hair.
0: <laughs>
1: your hair is cool, guys. I just had to do it. You I look like know. your dad is Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I like it. I'm attracted to it. Um, all right. No, what I was going to say is that Marcella wrote on Bill Nye's show, yeah. and I did a voice for an animated portion of Bill's Bill right. Nye's show that is about the diversity of genders and, and sexualities. They're, they made, a, they made a, a short little animated thing uh, where a bunch of different ice creams an i-voiced chocolate ice cream which does i agree no feel wrong
0: <laughs>
1: but uh i did voice chocolate ice cream and then all the ice creams are like we're all different flavors and then they get in a sundae together <laughs> and right wing like this went through yeah. the cycle that Marcella's talking about Fuck, man. Like, how the fuck chill is your life? Like, how small are your problems if you're just like, and then this fucking ice cream shit? (laughs) You got a lot of time on your hands. You got a lot of time and no real problems. You lost your job because of robotics. Okay, sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. How are we doing? saw tonight that's Rhea Butcher that's Cameron Esposito thank you guys so much for coming please enjoy the rest of your week
2: Put put your hands together put your hands together put your hands together put your
0: hands together put your hands together your Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together.